If you missed it, the title of this episode is Two Slackers Walk Into a Room. I'm pretty sure there's a punchline in there somewhere, and if you come up with a good one, let me know. My email's in the show notes. Anyway, there's a couple of reasons for this title. The first is because I am in a room with a friend of mine who is a slacker, but for a different kind of reason, and I was definitely a slacker in high school. What you'll find is that there are two different kinds of slackers, and sometimes the kind of slacking that you're thinking of isn't that bad at all. It just has to be done properly. So whatever you're doing, slack off and enjoy this episode. Welcome to that high school life. Hey, and welcome to episode two, season three of That High School Life. The title, again, it sounded pretty cool in my head, but I think it's still kind of unclear. So let's start with an introduction for my guest today. Hey, Conrad. Hello. Uh, Oh, (laughs) you want me to do my introduction now? How's it going? Good. um, Doing well. Cool. Uh, We're we're actually in Germany right now in my apartment. Yeah. uh, Beautiful country. We went to three different cities now. Uh, I'm really enjoying it here. It's our last day. Um, so yeah, I guess we can cap off our vacation with a little interview. Yeah, and uh, it's it's been a bit of a sickly time for all of us here. Oh man, right? <laughs> yeah, my wife got sick, and then I was doing fine until I got sick. And then I got sick. And you're sick, uh, but we still made it and still had a great time. Um, and you know... I'm really happy to see you and Reina and, and, and hang out here. Yeah, and yeah, despite the sickness, it's been pretty pretty good. Right. Um, just minor colds and allergies, if anybody's concerned. Don't worry, I'll still be here for season four, five, and six. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that, this, is, this is Conrad. Uh, Conrad, tell me more about, um, I don't know, what do you, what do? You do? There, again, two slackers walk into a room. Yeah, so that's a good intro, or that's a good title. Um, funny enough, uh, we don't call ourselves slackers, but I guess I'll get into that later. I, uh, so yes, I'm Conrad. Uh, my official title is senior software engineer, although since I'm Canadian and I'm not, uh, I'm not allowed to call myself an actual (laughs) engineer because I didn't graduate with an engineering degree, but that's such as it is. Uh, so I do front end at Slack. Uh, should I talk a little bit about that product? Okay. So Slack is a uh, collaboration and communication tool. Uh, conversations are organized into channels. Um, it's more of a pull mentality for information instead of push as an email, like I push email to you. Um, but then what if uh, your coworker needs that information as well? Oh, we'll have to forward it. But this time around, all the information is, is, is put into channels and mm. everyone can access it. Um, so that's kind of like a very general spiel. We could get it. I, mean, I could talk about it for hours, but uh, it's a whole yeah. other episode. That's probably a whole other episode. Um, so yeah, I've been with Slack for just uh, just over three years, and now you're here. And now I'm here on vacation. <laughs> yeah, um, but cool, cool intro. Um, that's yeah, probably the coolest one I've had so. Far. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we I don't interview many engineers here. It's been mostly students and teachers. Oh, um, but it's always cool uh, talking to someone from like other i guess other walks of life industries uh, yeah like i said i can't officially call myself an engineer so maybe the uh proper title is developer software developer sure yeah yeah um but again it's, it is an education podcast and 
everything comes back to education. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. The description for this podcast today was about trajectories um, and how they change from when you're in high school. So I'll, I'll start this off. When you were in high school, what did you want to do? I had no idea. Um, Same here. <laughs> I thought that I would be in uh, like the purely pure sciences. Mm -hmm. I think I romanticized physics a lot. I thought that there would be some cool thing I would discover that would, I don't know, eventually lead us to uh, exploring our our solar system or better better energy or something. Perpetual Just, motion. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I'm, I'm if you can't tell, I'm a bit of a science fiction geek. So I, I really romanticized physics. I thought I'd be in the purely sciences. That, that did not happen. <laughs> when did it click? Um, I guess it clicked more so recently. Uh, when did I move to San Francisco? 2013. So, uh, and two years before that, I was on my, with my own uh, company. And so I, it really clicked around 2011. Yeah. Um, so uh, to give like, listeners some context... I graduated high school in 2004, so that's about seven years of... Oh, sorry, 2003? When did I graduate? We uh, Same time. Same time, uh, right? You graduated 2000, 2004? Oh my God, it's been 16 years. Yeah, so between 2004 and 2011, I had no idea what I wanted to do, and, and 2011 is really when I started realizing that, oh, this I, software, like, software development is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm glad that you said that because a lot of the times and you know high school students you're probably listening to this are like past past high school students I've taught one of the main things I hear often is I don't know what I'm going to do and that's a bad thing because you know my parents want me to figure out what I want to do I'm yeah. not sure of the future and yeah. all this stuff and as a Canadian you know a former Canadian university student you understand the costliness yeah that goes into I mean into switching I, I switched a lot. I in in high school, I, I started. I graduated, and uh, like many listeners, I guess I didn't know what to do. And and like you said, I felt that it was wrong that I didn't know what to do. So I could I know that the feeling of that anxiety. So I said, great, let's go and uh, forensic science sounds great. So I I applied to U of T and went to the forensic science stream. I thought I'd I'd go into forensic chemistry because that sounded cool. But that's boring. Uh, uh, sorry to any, I don't know if there's any forensic scientists listening to this, but from, from what I remember, a member of the provincial police came and uh, talked about uh, how they work with, I guess, forensic chemists. And right. honestly, all they do is, is uh, use a bisecting microscope to compare two different sets of paint chips to see if these two cars were at the scene of an accident mm -hmm. to place them there. And that's, that's all they did. And I thought that was very boring. There's some zooming and enhancing that, uh, that does go on, right? Uh, not nothing, nothing with computers because you can't oh, use you can't use new technologies. Like the things that the <laughs> television doesn't tell you is that any of the new fancy stuff that you see on TV would never would never fly in court. They it would never get passed right. in court because the defense can say, "Oh, that's new technology. Has it been vetted? Is there precedent of using it? No, then we should throw this evidence away." And there and there goes your case. And um, I already forgot the original question. Sorry, talking about forensic uh, science. <laughs> yeah, what what um, what was your trajectory in high school? Yeah, thanks, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> um, so yeah, from from there, I went to forensic science, and I thought I was very good at math. Uh, turns out that is not enough to be good at something. You also have to work hard. Uh, so if you're good at something all your life, 
And then all of a sudden you're given a challenge where you haven't had the practice to work hard.、Um, you might fail. And that's what I did. So at UFT, <laughs> I failed MAT 132, which was a calculus、uh, course. And I'm like, oh, calculus, I could do that. And that was very eye opening for me.、Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact MAT 132 has now been split into two different courses. Because it was that hard?、Um, <laughs> Or was, there was, was that much content? It, there's a lot of content. It wasn't even the hardest math course.、Yeah. My, my friends that went to real computer science <laughs> uh, took MAT 138. And that, that just got straight up canceled, I believe, <laughs> the next year. But anyway, I digress.、Um, so, yeah, it turns out I failed.、Um, not being good at math is not, is not enough. You have to work hard.、Mm-hmm. Um, that was really eye opening because just like in high, when I was graduating high school, I didn't know what to do. At this point, I, I didn't know what to do, and I had a stain in my GPA, and I had debt.、Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's great. That's fun. This whole not knowing your trajectory thing, it can be costly. I had a little, I was able to get a little bit of government assistance in, in Ontario. It's called OSAP, but it's not enough. And、uh, so I had to work as well. But it was hard. Like, I was broke, I was already in debt. And to top it all off,、uh, the stuff that I was studying, didn't,、uh, that wasn't what I wanted to do anyway.、Right. So,、uh, yeah, I, I switched around and、um, I tried, okay, what about the, the different business streams? Commerce was out, even though I, I took the courses for that.、Uh, management was also out because how do you manage something where you've never worked in it before? Economics sounded interesting until I started doing it and realizing this is, <laughs> this is, this sucks. <laughs>、uh, interesting, but I didn't want to、yeah. do it anymore.、Um, I fell into the communications program where you and I met. Yep.、Um, so CCIT. Um, and that's where I stuck with. They had a business stream there as well, and that's where I graduated from.、Mm-hmm. But I really, like I said earlier, didn't really know what I was doing even until I got into that CCIT program, specifically、uh, digital enterprise management,、uh, like the business stream.、Mm-hmm. I still didn't know what I was doing after I graduated and, and was able to、uh, convince a small marketing agency to hire me. So, it, yeah, my trajectory was all over the place. Yeah. In, in between all that, would you say there was a fair, and we were in the same program? Yeah.、Uh, we were on the same、uh, student council、yep. at, at U of T as well, or University of Toronto, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> would you say there was a fair amount of slacking that went on? Oh, God. <laughs>、um, you'd think that I'd learned my lesson from my first year of, of not、uh, working hard at math and failing.、Uh, I did not.、Um, everything I did、uh, throughout university was. Very last minute extensions or just completely late assignments and、uh, a lot of slacking off, a lot of not reading until the last moment.、Uh-huh. Um, Sounds familiar. By the way, this is not an endorsement to do this. No, this of is, course not. This is、oh、a warning.、Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, I'm glad you brought that up because、yeah. that brings me to my next question. There is a right way and a wrong way to, to, to slack off. Sure, yeah. So the wrong way would be、uh, to not, not just not do anything. Yeah,、right. don't plan. Glance over what you need to do and be like, yeah, 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 I could do this. With that in mind, there's a wrong way to slack. There's、yes. a wrong way to slack off. But there's also a right way to slack off. Yeah, it's、um, called working smart. Yeah. Tell me more about that. It's,、um, I, I call it taking a creative break time. I guess everyone has their own def-、uh, definitions of, of, of this. But mine would be what is the, I'm not going to say least amount of effort, but least amount of energy you can put into something that can yield the best results in the shortest、mm-hmm. amount of time. Um, and especially when you're studying, that's 
probably something I, I would have wanted to learn earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's my version of slacking off correctly, because then you're really maximizing the amount of time that you have for yourself. So for example, I, if you ha- I had a project to do um, and it applies to work, um, if I could see how much time it would really take uh, along with some exploration time and really compress it and move it to as close as possible to when it's due, you know, and, and looking ahead and seeing around that time period, what else is coming up? Oh, are there other projects mm-hmm. coming up or anything will come in and hinder me? Then all of a sudden I have all this time for myself or, or for other things. And I agree with you about working smarter. The stuff we studied in CCIT, I really enjoyed. I wasn't in DEM uh, or digital enterprise management. I was in the stream that was for the even more undecided students, which was the CCIT major. And I remember in first year, somebody asking, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm not specializing. I'm, I'm majoring. They said, oh, that is a bad decision because that means that you don't know what you're doing. And yeah, it's true. I, I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing until, I'd say, six years ago. Yeah, but sure. But that guy was a bit of a jerk. Yes, he was. Um, and... You know, he did what was best for him, but being in something that would allow me to be flexible was the way to go. Yeah, unsolicited advice, or <laughs> I, I really hate that. It's like yes. I didn't ask you, man. Yeah, you know. But thanks anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. But uh, the whole thing about again, I, I enjoyed CCIT. I enjoyed the courses we did, but what a lot of what I spent my time doing wasn't studying. It wasn't like working really hard. It was working smart so that. I could actually take what we learned in class and do fun stuff with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Like, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to sit around, and this is going to date me really hard, but I don't want to sit around making Flash, uh, reading about Flash yeah. all day. I, I want to create Flash animations. Yeah. yeah. Side note, nobody makes Flash animations anymore. It was really sad. But <laughs> So that was what I spent my time doing, working smarter so that I wouldn't have to put in as much work. I, I, I could spend my time, you know, creatively slacking. Oh, segue. I think people still use Flash. But not for, <laughs> but like not to, to 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 make flash websites or anything. Yeah. Like animators, like especially young up and coming animators on yeah. YouTube, like they'd use really? Flash to do frame by frame animation and then export that as like their uh, .mov or MP4 or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, please continue. That why don't you just go back to claymation? It's the same. No, it's <laughs> people, they still like I I like I don't know I'm uh, I I watch Twitch streams of yeah. of animators animating and they're just they're just with a Wacom or Wacom. Yeah, uh, like doing uh, in Flash. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, sorry. So it is still used. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad to know. Anyway, the point is, um, I never got really good at Flash, but the only way I was able to figure that out was by, by goofing doing? around yeah. and saying, "Hey, you know what? I actually don't like Flash." Uh, anyway, well, that was that, a lot that, of my courses too. Yeah. Like, uh, man, I really don't like economics, even though I thought I could do it. Or um, I watched A Beautiful Mind and I was like, I, I, I can do economics. I thought so too. Actually, <laughs> I, I really liked A Beautiful Mind. But yeah, I, I, it was not for me. So my, my trajectory took me to different areas like sales, marketing, freelance, creative work. Yeah. And like now education, your trajectory. Oh, right. After, after university. Definitely uh, took you to other industries too, right? Right. Yeah. Um, we graduated at a really rough time. There was a recession happening in yes. 2009. Nine. And if, those, if there are people doing math at home, well, 2004 <laughs> to 2009, that's five years. Yes, I did a victory lap. Um, and it's because I was working smart. Yeah. Focusing also, on what I was passionate about. Well, for me, it was because I, uh, I guess I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I really had to get creative with how to, how to make my degree applicable. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, a small marketing agency was able to hire me on and said, oh, um, 
social media is this new thing. Why don't you uh, <laughs> find ways to use it for our clients? Yeah. Do you、That's, know the Facebook? It was very. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It was very vague.、Uh, I think they were trying to make big big bets. They were right.、Uh, I think. I think they they if they could just if they hang could have. Hung on a little longer,、mm-hmm. they they could have made a splash. So that's what I did,、uh, and I was supposed to be in the marketing side, but unfortunately, they let their developer go or their developer left, and I said, "Oh, I know a little bit of like PHP was their programming language.、Yeah. <laughs> a, a majority of the web is PHP in the back, and、um, so I said, I know a little bit of PHP. We could, I could, you know, support our clients' technical needs if we need to. And as I started going, I realized I, I was good at it. So I guess I saw it coming, so I left.、Uh, To kind of like save myself, and I guess they were thankful too because they're like, "Oh, that's one less wage to pay." <laughs> yeah.、Um, and I started doing freelance work, contract work. My girlfriend at my now wife, but girlfriend at the time, and I partnered, and we created a little, a little gig called、uh, Radical Radical, which was supposed to be like a design shop,、mm-hmm. web development and design shop.、Uh, we got a little clients here and there, and、uh, m- my bread and butter clients was like an energy company.、Mm-hmm. So.、Uh, Yeah, that, like I kind of just fell into it because、yeah. I was like, "Oh, I was good at one language,、yeah. so let me just, I guess, start a whole, like, start a whole business around、yeah. it." That's that's you. Uh, you actually threw me one of my first freelance gigs. I did. Yeah, it was、oh. for、um, a dentist. Oh yeah, yeah,、right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember who though. Neither do I. Okay, <laughs> it was in Mississauga somewhere. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, this is when I was still working at marketing、uh, and. I said I hate this, so I decided to strike out on my own. Yeah. That, wow. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That was my first like professional writing gig. I remember. Oh, that's awesome. I, I still have the invoice on this computer. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that for a bit, and you know, I'm not really good at business, though.、Mm-hmm. That's the irony. Digital enterprise management's the degree. You'd think I'd be good at at business,、um, but instead, I was better at my like hobbyist programming skills. So like, I, I don't know.、Uh, If I could do this all over again, I'd have like a business partner consultant or something.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so because of that, I, I was head I was headhunted, and I moved to San Francisco. I guess in 2013, there was a, a technologist that I used to follow, the one that、uh, emailed me,、um, and so I was kind of starstruck because I was like, "Oh man, I, I used to listen to your podcast, I used、mm-hmm. to read your articles, and now you want me to join your company." So his company was bought by AOL, which was. Was and still is around,、mm-hmm. and it was merged into Engadget, and I、uh, I was the developer for Engadget, and I guess like I kept growing my my like software skills, and、uh, I switched from Engadget to Slack, and here I am now. You moved again between various industries, and for anyone listening to this, I guess who's older than high school age, who's Getting into the professional fields, there there is a lot of risk that comes with switching,、mm-hmm. right?、Um, socially, financially, there's there's a lot of risk, right? Yeah, I mean, it could not, it, it, you could fi- figure out that、uh, this this doesn't work for you,、yeah. right? And so for you, like, what was the most the most challenging part of doing those switches?、Um, do you want me to go back between like the marketing agency to going? Yeah, yeah, because、yeah, that that one seems like the most dramatic. That was a big that was the biggest risk. So going from like a hobbyist programmer. At a small marketing agency to like a full blown contract out your programming work to me business、mm-hmm. was very risky,、um, and I can't believe I did that. Now I'm 33. <laughs> I'm looking back at it now. I'm like I I cannot do that today. It, it was risky financially because、um, I didn't have a solid 
revenue stream anymore, my, my salary. Um, and it was risky because I, be, I now have to build relationships with, with people, uh, mm. with, like sales relationships. Um, and if you mess that up, you're, you're burning a bridge that, um, you know, when you think about a burnt bridge, you're not just cutting yourself off between one island to another, but you're cutting yourself off to potential other bridges, yeah. right? If, if, every, if, if in my analogy, we are in a, in a sea of different little islands. And I've done that. Like, I've, uh, I've made some mistakes, like I said, and uh, I, hope, I hope it doesn't come bite me back in the butt later, but it probably <laughs> will. But anyway, so that was very scary. And I, I gave myself, if I remember, like a year to find one bread and butter client. Right. And if I couldn't do that, I'd have to stop what I was doing and figure out something else because mm-hmm. then I'd use the rest of my savings to figure out whatever else I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought I was even thinking of like going back to like a college or something and to get some training or, or something. But yeah, I, I gave myself a timeline because I knew this is this is risky. On the flip side, what was the most, from I would say like the end of university right up until now, what has been the most rewarding part in you know, finding what clicks, um, changing your tra- trajectory. Okay, this might sound like a controversial answer, but getting lucky mm-hmm. was the most rewarding part. Like, there's a lot of coin flipping involved. If I wasn't able to sell myself properly, I wouldn't have been able to get clients. If um, Ryan Block didn't in, uh, contact me, he, he was the guy that I, was, I used to follow, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't have moved to San Francisco. Right. And even my interview there, like, there's, there's, a whole, there's whole textbooks on how to pass a tech interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even know that at the time, but, uh, I guess I got lucky again because they didn't subscribe to that mentality and, and they right. use a different type of, um, like whiteboarding and different type of, uh, interviewing. Um, like briefly I interviewed for Google and I totally failed, even though I had the textbook with me and I was practicing the problems. It's, it's a very different process. Mm-hmm. So luck played a lot in, um, the rewards, but I don't know if that's what like the audience wants to hear. Yeah. Um, so Maybe, well, well, let's try to turn it into something the audience might want to hear. Yeah. Um, you, you must have had a, de- a, a hand in building your own luck. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, I like to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> not so much these days, actually. <laughs> More of an introvert these days. But back then, uh, I like to say yes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of uh, other developers in Toronto during different hackathons. So a hackathon, for those that don't know, uh, they're usually 24-hour, no sleep, like build a product type get-togethers. Um, the hackathon I went to was for charity. Mm-hmm. We were trying to, like, it's crazy. Like, a bunch of developers are meet in a room. You give them some beer and some pizza. You provide them a problem to solve. And in 24 hours, they get together, and or the final product that they try to end up building uh, should try to be, like, a shippable product, shippable mm-hmm. being something a user could use. Right. So, unfortunately, I forgot... Who was the benefit of the charity? I think it was it had uh, for cancer research. Mm-hmm. But um, you know those canvassers that are out on the street and ask yes. you if you have like two yes. minutes of your time, and then <laughs> no, you, you can't, and then you ignore them exactly. Yeah. Um, we built them a product where instead of having a form, yep. um, we could just uh, load up a form on their phone, so like an app for them, mm-hmm. so that you could fill out your information and email and how much money you want to donate. Yep. And we said, hey, instead of committing to that money right now. We can like email you later, and then you can like pay uh, right. or donate your money. So that was um, that was like one of the things I did, and I, I went to some talks, um, mm-hmm. and those were really those were really helpful in my career because yep. I'd meet people, 
and I like to keep, I like to hoard contacts. Because my mentality was like, oh, you never know. What if they could help you out later? Or maybe you could help them out now and they can help you out mm -hmm. later, you know, building your network kind sure. of thing. Yeah. Not so much when I, uh, when I went to San Francisco. I was more I was more of an extrovert in Toronto than I mm -hmm. was in San Francisco and Vancouver. So The whole theme of working smarter seems to have played a role in bringing you to where you are now. Sure, yeah. Like, saying no is good to things. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess my, the, my previous answer, I would say like, oh yeah, I, I tried to say yes to a lot of things. Saying no is also good to, to, for working smart. Project-wise, um, something is really interesting for you, but if you work on it, it's not going to have that much impact for your career yep. or impact for your whatever you're doing at the time. Say no to it mm -hmm. that's, because then that's energy you've saved into investing in, in a project that won't get you anywhere right now, mm -hmm. right? Maybe you could say no to it and like, write it down for maybe I'll do it some other time yep. later or something. You're, you're looking for things that'll help impact, uh, help with impact as in, mm -hmm. does this move numbers for a business or does this move numbers for your grades or um, will this move numbers later on in life, right? Mm -hmm. Like dollar amounts or something. Um, those are the things that if you're working smart, you focus your energy on and so say no to the other things, mm -hmm. at least for now. So we're going to switch gears. Sure. Um, what advice... So uh, this is a two-pronged question. Sure. So first, what advice do you have for students who don't have a trajectory in mind? Yeah. Um, but still want to end up being a successful adult. Not and successful in terms of like I can pay my bills. I can I can be normal and functioning. Right. Um, what advice do you have for them? And two, what advice do you have for past Conrad? For so me, like yourself. Yeah. How? What is it now? How many years has it been since high school? Uh, 15, 15 years. Oh my god. Yeah, 15, or sixteen years now to twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, advice for other people. Uh, that's hard because I said earlier in a comment that I don't like unsolicited advice, yes. and even though this is solicited, I think I still don't like it because it's like, well, what the hell do you know, right? <laughs> well, okay, wait, wait, Conrad, what do I do? I don't know. What do you like to do? Oh god. <laughs> Every, I don't know, everything. I, I, right, okay, let's go with this. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Um, what do you hate? Right? Um, I guess you could start there and be like, what do you hate to do? Um, so then maybe you could start eliminating things until you start finding something you like. Mm -hmm. um, that's not really actionable advice, though. I think, <laughs> no, maybe it is, like listing out things that you, you don't sure. like yeah, would help. But like... For high school students or pre-university or university students who still don't know what to do, it's like, um, man, taking a break is good. Because if, especially if you're in a country where you have to pay for your own university, you, you have to, like, taking a break is good financially. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that way you're not, like, wasting money trying to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, um, explore. If, if it's, like, if it means traveling... Um, or if it means like working at at certain places to see if you like them, if you like it, mm -hmm. that's that's really good information. So if it means working at other places, that's that's really good information to have. Other pieces of advice, like if if you don't know what you're doing, is I, I think I really do think like leaving where you are and traveling a little mm -hmm. bit. You don't have to go to another country. Yeah, going to other cities <laughs> or. Or going freaking next door to see like what people are doing. Yeah. Like I've never been there before. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, she's an artist. She was an artist. Like she was doing the art stream, um, and 
I would visit her uh, like studios in at Sheridan College mm-hmm. where they do like either oil paint or she had a there was a screen printing shop. There's so many shops. And it was mm-hmm. just cool to like mess around with things. I'm like, you could just come here and, and build stuff. And then she'd like, yeah, because we're a student here and we have projects to do. And there would be like sculptors there until like midnight, like doing things. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. So I wish I did more of that actually. Mm-hmm. So I guess that leads us to what I would do. Uh, when, before going to university, I really should have taken a break. Mm-hmm. If I could go back in time, I, you know, I guess the theme is my old, like the, the first part of the question where I said, take a break if you want to, mm-hmm. or, or if you can. And, and my advice for myself is to take a break. I think taking your time is a theme here. Like you don't have to rush into things. Yes, agreed. I, I didn't have to rush into university because like I said earlier, I had the anxiety of not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was bad. Like I am a bad person if I'm not going to university. <laughs> I'm the youngest of four and yeah. like all of my siblings went to university. So I thought I should go to university. My my parents weren't one of those pushy Asian parents mm-hmm. that were like, oh, you should you should go to this university and get this yep. degree. They like thankfully for me, they weren't that pushy. They just said, you know, you, you should do something. Right? Yeah. Or actually, no, they did say you should eventually go to university. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I I I should have taken a break. I should have probably like worked for a bit or done like a hands-on college program first. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I didn't know what to do. Like, so why didn't why didn't I take a low risk option of exploring? Low risk being um, low risk money wise, like financially. Yep. Uh, low risk because it's still a college, so you could get like a diploma out of it. Yep. Um, and could be a benefit after uh, out of it as well. For sure. Um, so yeah, I, I wish I did that. So there you have it, kids. Uh, you're always asking me, Mr. Joe, what do I do? Well, there's your advice from somebody who's been in this industry and for me as well, take a break. You know, it doesn't have to be like working 100% at 100%, 100% of the time. It's not sustainable. Did you just punt your answers to your students, to your interviewers? Yep. They ask you, Mr. Joe, what do I do? And then you're like, hold on a second. Let me <laughs> I interview, know a guy. Let me, know, let, let me interview my friend who didn't know what he was doing and then get his answer. Okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, and it's because as a teacher, you know, a lot of the times people ask you stuff and they don't listen, but then it comes from somebody else who isn't their teacher and it's like, oh, yeah. That you, no, that's the same sense. with relationships. My wife doesn't listen to me unless uh, one of you guys man. tell her to do something. Yeah. Um, yeah, t- taking a break, it's okay to take a break. If, if, if there are parents or something that are like, oh, you're wasting your time. No, you're not wasting your time. Uh, look, at, look at the math between 2004 and 2011 for me, right? Is, was that a waste of time? Or would have a year of me exploring things, in this, or, or maybe even two years of exploring mm-hmm. things, been a better investment, right? Like, you don't have to rush into things. And... and um, sorry, I'm going off on this like no, that's cool. Like rant here, but like this, uh, I have colleagues who switched into software uh, into software development in their 30s, who were something else before, um, and they only started learning how to program recently, and they're, mm-hmm. and they're doing just fine now. So this whole like taking a break or like it's it's okay to change your mind kind of thing, it's it's with you until even in until you're older, right. So again, kids, verified advice, not just from me, but from somebody who probably knows more than I do, apparently, (laughs) because I'm just your teacher, 
right? No, um, you probably <laughs> you you you're, you. There's a lot of things I can learn from you as well. <laughs> For example, how to make a cup? No, well, you probably you already make a mean cup of coffee. So what am I saying? Well, I need that. That's a that's a that's software development prerequisite. One. Uh, how many languages can you programming in, program in? And two, uh, how, do you, how do you take your caffeine, coffee or tea? <laughs> um, all right. So that, I th- we've got a couple minutes left. But uh, so, yeah, thank you for your advice to other people and also yourself. Um, last question. You're an avid sci-fi reader. Yes. Um, and so th- this is a part of the, the last bit of every podcast or every episode. I'll always ask for recommendations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's your top recommendation right now? Okay, right now, because uh, Amazon just saved The Expanse. Uh, mm-hmm. that's a, that's yes, a, it did. Oh. Yep, that's a television series. But I, uh, I, right now I recommend the books because then it's like, if you want more, here's a TV show. Um, so the series, uh, The Expanse by James S.A. Corey, it's a, uh, that's a, actually two writers with one pen name, which is cool. Um, love that series of books. Uh, what else? So that's science fiction, but on more on the fantasy side, mm-hmm. um, Brandon Sanderson is a prolific fantasy author. He writes volumes of just like Bible sized, uh, fantasy books. So if you, if you want to get lost in his work, Stormlight Archive, uh, it's still ongoing, but he has other volumes of works. But if I could, I could pick one right now, it'd be The Expanse. Please read The Expanse. It's, it brings a tears to my eyes at how, how much detail the authors write into getting things scientifically accurate. It doesn't get in the way of story. It actually advances story when mm-hmm. because there's problems to solve due to limitations of physics. All right, Conrad, uh, I got to say, it, you have a train to catch relatively soon. Um, yep. Yeah, yep. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to cut this episode right here. But um, thank you for coming in. I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Have a safe train ride to Amsterdam. Amsterdam first, then back to Vancouver. Okay, have a safe train ride to Amsterdam and a safe flight back to Vancouver. That has been episode two of season three of That High School Life. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. If you're new to the show, be sure to subscribe on the usual Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. And if you are a longtime listener since my very awkward, again, episode one in season one uh thanks for continuing to listen that's all for now and if you have any questions let me know i will leave a link to slack if you'd like to check it out in the show notes and yeah that's about it have a good one